Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the Workship Books. And my name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We start this day humbly, acknowledging that our thoughts, words and actions have not always been a true reflection of the light and life of God in our workplaces. And we start this day with hope. Because God's mercy is new every morning and God promises us grace for each new day. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God, creator of the world, that you have made us in your image, the image of a worker. Help us to be aware of your desire to work through us today, empowered by your spirit and modelling Jesus. Amen. Today, as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 101 verses 1 to 7. I will sing of your love and justice. To you, Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. Whoever slanders their neighbour in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. The one whose way of life is blameless will minister to me. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Our Bible reading for today is from Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 to 28, where the mother of James and John approaches Jesus to ask him for special treatment for her sons. Hear the word of the Lord. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. 
When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Today, I'm going to talk about Jesus-shaped leadership. Leadership is a very intimate relationship, even in a work situation. You see, leadership requires followership, and followers need to have confidence in the competency of their leaders and in the care the leader has for them as a team. When this dynamic is working well, there is incredible opportunity for effective working and personal growth. When it goes badly, there's a lot of pain and disappointment and poor work with the potential for conflict. Christians have the opportunity and resources to speak into the leadership vacuum in the world. We follow one of the greatest leaders of all time. Jesus was a superlative recruiter, educator, communicator, visionary, strategist and influencer. He has also given us the most powerful concept of leadership, being a servant leader, which was entirely countercultural at that time, as it often seems to be today. We hear positive stories of leadership when great things are achieved, but frequently the proving ground for leadership is during the difficult times, the setbacks and the failures. The following journey through the Gospel of Matthew describes what Jesus-shaped leadership is like. First of all, Jesus was born great. His birth was foretold through the Old Testament, especially by the prophets. The birth narrative in Matthew reveals that Jesus was anticipated and honoured, even though he had a humble birth. He is worshipped right from the start, even though many do not understand exactly who he is and what he has come to do. In chapters 3 and 4, Jesus builds on the work of others, the prophets, and explicitly John the Baptist, and prepares himself for his leadership role. He spends much time working as a village carpenter before entering into his teaching and disciple-making work. Part of his preparation involves a ritual to recognise his identity, his baptism, followed by a time of prayer and fasting. Through Matthew chapters 4 to 9, we see the irresistible Jesus most clearly as he calls disciples and gathers crowds with his powerful teaching and healing. He's engaging and relational in his style and message and in whom he addresses, even those considered outcasts. The crowds recognize his authority and his distinctiveness from other religious leaders. In Matthew 10, Jesus, the delegator, emerges. He trains up his disciples for their future work. He models the behaviour and gives them explicit instructions, then sends them out. In the account in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus sends the disciples twice, first the twelve close disciples and then seventy-two, and afterwards he debriefs them about their experiences and reinforces key messages. In Matthew 23, 
Jesus establishes himself as an excellent mentor. In verses 8 to 10, he describes himself as teacher and instructor of the disciples and as the Messiah, the chosen one and saviour. In Matthew 26, Jesus points to the costs of leadership. For him, it will be the ultimate cost, that is, his life sacrificed. His band of disciples will also pay that heavy cost. For those of us called to be leaders, it will often mean being criticised and attacked. There may be attempts to overthrow us. Many of the leaders I've known have spent periods where they were weary, confused and frustrated and wondered if they were doing the right thing. We cannot control the outcome, but we can control our inputs, our behaviour, our thoughts and how we respond. You can lead like Jesus. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart. And let's pray. You can lead like Jesus. Are you in a position of leadership or influence? How could you show leadership like Jesus to others? Share your thoughts with God. Matthew 20, Jesus challenges the disciples to serve rather than to assert their power. What challenged you in that reading about your own leadership style? Imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new understanding about being a leader like Jesus? Thank you, Jesus, for showing us what true leadership looks like.
Be with us in those situations where we have the opportunity to influence others. Help us to be wise and thoughtful in our leading. Teach us how to develop our leadership skills and to lead like Jesus. Help us to mentor others. Give us courage to consider the cost of leadership. Empower us by your spirit to be the leader you want us to be. Psalm, Psalm 101, there is a list of areas which leaders need to practice to resemble Jesus. In which area do you need to put some boundaries or actions in place? Demonstrating love or justice? Living a good life? Being an intentional and loving child, partner and or parent? Staying pure? Not gossiping or slandering others? Being humble, speaking truth and having integrity. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that we can lead like Jesus. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before him. So now it's time to go to work. Go into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Cara Martin and Stephen Field, and it is edited by Stephen Field on behalf of Worship on the Way in conjunction with Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. Bible readings are from the New International Version. Prayer music is by Deep Instrumental. Other music sourced through Epidemic Sounds. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May He guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, you can lead like Jesus.